Welcome everyone to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd and today is a very special day. I'm super excited to be welcoming a good friend, a colleague, a mentor, a fantastic bass agent and bookkeeper in her own right, but also an advocate just like me for small business, someone who really supports her clients and uh, speaks out for the rights and the uh, requirements and helping us navigate all of that ridiculous compliance that we have to go through as small businesses. Welcome to the program, Michelle Grisdale. Thank you, Maxine. Lovely to be here. Now, you come from uh, a, an organisation called Rainforest Bookkeeping, which is, of course, your own practice. Yes. And um, it's a it's a it's a wonderful uh, practice because you obviously work a lot with um, particularly tradies and small businesses, and you yourself have um, worked through the the difficulties of running a small business because your partner runs one as well. Correct. And you know, we're all small business owners ourselves too, as bass agents. We are definitely. Um, I love my sole traders, my small businesses, my tradies because I feel like they they really need us they need the guidance and they just don't know where to go other than family members yeah and that's a it's a big problem we're going to be touching on a little bit later in the show in fact now what I think we're going to be talking about today because it is that time of the year now we we ourselves in our our practices have been very busy which is 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 a good thing it's good to be busy it's a crazy time of year but I think um, on the other side of the coin um, people might not realize how important it is to start getting yourself organized at this yoffy end of financial year period and what it is that you need to do so I think today it would be really useful to talk a little bit about where the position of small business is at the moment um, I think you and I would both agree that they need more advocacy they need more support they need less compliance and less red tape I mean you know yep. we, we run practices on that but we don't necessarily want, want any more of it it's a lot. no yes. more headaches for small business that's for sure so take me through a little bit about your small business journey because I think um, I think as as practicing bass agents and bookkeepers when we, we take ourselves through the journey that is running our own practice what is it that made you passionate about small business and wanting to become a bass agent I think when I started realizing how much time we spend with paper, it, it, it kind of raised the issue that everybody's dealing with all this paper and it's getting us nowhere. Um, three to four hours a day, I almost gave up bookkeeping because it wasn't fun. It was data entry. Mm. Then all of a sudden, cloud technology came along and I found out that we can do so much more with our businesses as advisors and we can we can find a way to tackle all these paperwork mountains and storage and become good at our business instead of just living and breathing and working in our businesses. Um, we, husband and wives, all we ever discuss sitting around the table yeah businesses that's so true isn't it just nothing else Mm, mm. and so the I guess the idea behind um, the and do you think it could have happened before the advent of the cloud no no I don't I think it was too hard Mm. I mean I I myself running two businesses I was spending at least three to six hours a week just on our businesses just doing something that wasn't making us any money yeah yeah and that's a big thing I think probably a lot of businesses go well why should I even bother doing this when it's not generating it, generating any income? But they That's don't correct. realise the importance of it, of course, in order to be yes. running a business, yes. just to be compliant, let alone knowing what, what where you stand with stuff. Yes. So you, you're working with all those mountains of paperwork. Where was the light bulb moment? What was it that made you realise that there's, there's oh, got to be a better way? Yes. Was there was there just was there something you saw on TV? What, what was it? Light bulb moment was cloud technology first, mm. and then as soon as cloud technology came along, I found I could deal with a lot more clients, and I was good at it. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, things like Receipt Bank came along. Things like, you know, uh, things so we can just take a photo and not have to deal with those those mountains of paper, the storage, the filing. All of a sudden, what was three to four hours a day was 20 minutes a week. Yes, exactly. We had time back. So really, it was it was the advent of all those, those software companies right. coming up. And do you think that they did it well in the first place or did they use advisors to really build their program into what was on the ground I a better piece of software? They've, they've listened. Mm. They've really learned what we need, how we need to do it, how we can use things like, you know, auto-publishing receipts that are always the same, how that we can learn now to fetch things from the telephone companies and all these ta- things we're spending time chasing as business owners and as bookkeepers, mm. um, they, they are listening. 
Yeah, and I think what's important to note, and it's what I really want today's takeaway to be from the program is, look, we are going to be talking about the importance of getting bookkeepers and BAS agents on your side because I think um, more than any other consultants or people who work within your business, they really, apart, apart from perhaps a business coach, but on the day-to-day level, we, we as an organisation, as a group of professionals, really understand what it is that people do with their money and therefore how to be more efficient with it, I guess. Do you and think we're, that's what we're taking is? our advice. Like, so, I mean, I myself have 47 clients. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking all of that knowledge from all those different avenues and, and compiling it into to one so that I can be that one-stop shop. And mm. if I don't know, I go and find the people that do. Mm. So uh, we're, we're giving them another way to get the expertise that's already included in the service. That's right. That's right. I think that's one thing that I, I'd like everyone to, to think about with this program today. And it, it's not necessarily that you need to um, to it, get together with a, a BAS agent sort of like every week or anything like that at all. You know, a good person will train you and yes. teach you what to do yes. with those bits of paper and what to do with your cash flow and that sort of thing. Give me an example of a really uh, tricky client that you've come across, which was a complete and utter debacle um, <laughs> and a clean-up job. Because I think those anecdotal stories are really great. Give me a give me a great example of an awful clean-up job that you had to do because they were in such the poo. One of my first clients. Um, love my first clients. I've still got all my first clients. But I can remember the day I walked into the office and there was a whole room of paper. There were filing cabinets everywhere, there were lever arch binders everywhere, and there were stacks and stacks and stacks of paper. Is this the 1950s you're speaking about? No, no. Um, I love my sole traders, my small businesses, my tradies, because I feel like they, they really need they need the guidance and they just don't know where to go other than family members. Yeah, and that's a, it's a big problem we're going to be touching yes. on a little bit later in the show, in fact. Now... What I think we're going to be talking about today, because it is that time of the year. Now, we, we ourselves in our, in our practices have been very busy, which is, is, is a good thing. It's good to be busy. It's a crazy time of year. But I think um, on the other side of the coin, um, people might not realise how important it is to start getting yourself organised at this yoffy end of financial year period and what it is that you need to do. So I think today it would be really useful to talk a little bit about where the position of small business is at the moment. Um, I think you and I would both agree that they need more advocacy, they need more support, they need less compliance and less red tape. I mean, you know, yep. we, we run practices on that, but we don't necessarily want, want any more of it. It's a lot. No yes. more headaches for small business, that's for sure. So take me through a little bit about your small business journey, because I think um, I think as, as practicing BAS agents and bookkeepers, when we, we take ourselves through the journey that is running our own practice, what is it that made you passionate about small business and wanting to become a BAS agent? I think... When I started realizing how much time we spend with paper, it, it, it kind of raised the issue that everybody's dealing with all this paper and it's getting us nowhere. Um, three to four hours a day, I almost gave up bookkeeping because it wasn't fun. It was data entry. Mm. Then all of a sudden, cloud technology came along and I found out that we can do so much more with our businesses as advisors and we can we can find a way to tackle all these paperwork mountains and storage and become good at our business instead of just living and breathing and working in our businesses. Um, we, husband and wives, all we ever discuss sitting around the table yeah. of businesses. That's so true, isn't There's it? There's just nothing else. Mm, mm. And so the, I guess the idea behind... Um, the, and do you think it could have happened before the advent of the cloud? No. No, I don't. I think it was too hard. Mm. I mean, I, I myself running two businesses, I was spending at least three to six hours a week just on our businesses, just doing something that wasn't making us any money. Yeah, yeah. And that's a big thing I think probably a lot of businesses go, well, why should I even bother doing this when it's not generating it, generating any income? But they that's don't realise the importance of it, of course, in order to be yes. running a business, yes. just to be compliant, let alone knowing what, what where you stand with stuff. Yes. So you, you're working with all those mountains of paperwork. Where was the light bulb moment? What was it that made you realise that there's, there's oh, got to be a better way? Yes. Was there was there just was there something you saw on TV? What, what was it? Light bulb moment was cloud technology first, mm. and then as soon as cloud technology came along, I found I could deal with a lot more clients, and I was good at it. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, things like Receipt Bank came along. Things like you know uh, things so we can just take a photo and not have to deal with those those mountains of paper, the storage, the filing. All of a sudden, what was three to four hours a day was 20 minutes a week. 
Yes, exactly. We had time back. So really, it was it was the advent of all those those software companies right. coming up. And do you think that they did it well in the first place, or did they use advisors to really build their program into what was on the ground I a better piece of software? They've, they've listened. Mm. They've really learned what we need, how we need to do it, how we can use things like you know auto publishing receipts that are always the same. How that we can learn now to fetch things from the telephone companies and all these time things we're spending time chasing as business owners and as bookkeepers, mm. um, they, they are listening. Yeah, and I think what's important to note, and it's what I really want today's takeaway to be from the program is, look, we are going to be talking about the importance of getting bookkeepers and BAS agents on your side because I think um, more than any other consultants or people who work within your business, they really, apart, apart from perhaps a business coach, but on the day-to-day level, we, we as an organisation, as a group of professionals, really understand what it is that people do with their money and therefore how to be more efficient with it, I guess. Do you think and we're, that's what we're taking is? our advice? Like, so, I mean, I myself have 47 clients. And so what I'm doing is I'm taking all of that knowledge from all those different avenues and, and compiling it into to one so that I can be that one-stop shop. And mm. if I don't know, I go and find the people that do. Mm. So uh, we're, we're giving them another way to get the expertise that's already included in the service. That's right. That's right. I think that's one thing that I, I'd like everyone to, to think about with this program today. And it, it's not necessarily that you need to um, to it, get together with a, a BAS agent sort of like every week or anything like that at all. You know, a good person will train you and yes. teach you what to do yes. with those bits of paper and what to do with your cash flow and that sort of thing. Give me an example of a really uh, tricky client that you've come across which was a complete and utter debacle um, <laughs> and a clean-up job because I think those anecdotal stories are really great. Give me, a, give me a great example of an awful clean-up job that you had to do because they were in such the poo. One of my first clients, um, love my first clients, I've still got all my first clients, but I can remember the day I walked into the office and there was a whole room of paper there were filing cabinets everywhere, there were lever arch binders everywhere, and there were stacks and stacks and stacks of paper. Is this the 1950s you're speaking about? No, no, no. This is just a few years ago. And, all the, and I walk in and I said, I can help you <laughs> because I can find them a way to take photos, scan, do what, email in, do whatever they have to do to get rid of all those mountains of paper so that... They could find things, first of all. Mm. They have no idea where their insurance documents are, their tax documents are. Heaven forbid they get an audit. Mm. They have no idea. And I can show them a way to get rid of... And they now, they have an office that's paperless. They can get rid of all that paper. We can use apps to work with them. We can do everything on the cloud so that now they... They can go away. So let's talk about holiday. let's talk about some of those apps because I think practically it's great for people out there who are envisaging themselves being surrounded by all this paper. That what is it? How do these apps work? Let's let's talk about Receipt Bank first of all. What what is it that Receipt Bank does so well that literally turns those mounds of paper into pure data? What what they do is is we go in we within the first half an hour I've set up their account I've mm-hmm. added all of their users all mm-hmm. of their subcontractors so that every single person in that business or that has anything to do with that business is taking is doing their work for them they're taking the photos every time they take a photo the photos directly into their accounting system once we publish it once we code it once we check everything it uses artificial intelligence to go through the amounts the dates the suppliers everything so that all I have to check is that the GST is correct mm-hmm. the totals are correct mm-hmm. and make sure that the subcontractor actually has an ABN is registered for GST like and like you said with those mounds of paper and there's great programs like Receipt Bank so what are the sort of questions if someone is going out there and they're looking for uh, a good BAS agent um, apart from going through a professional association what's the best way in your opinion with your experience to brief someone when they first come in say say for example it was those guys who had the mounds of paper um what did you want to hear from them when you first spoke to them to get an idea about what sort of you were you would expect for the workload when i go to a meeting i ask them to to tell me the steps tell me what they need to do number one what's what are their pain points what's most important Mm. um and then from there i say okay you have to do invoices tell me what are your steps to do invoices usually there's 10 to 15 steps to do one invoice you know i know that i can show them how to do that in quote invoice quote invoice remittance Mm. three steps you're done within within your cloud practice software within your cloud practice software 
And we're um, talking about, sorry, just in case people who are, who are completely new to this, we are talking about the zeros, the MYOBs, the, the QuickBooks, the, the Reckons. What, there's a lot of good pieces of software out there. Don't use anything that's free, please. <laughs> FreshBooks, stop using it. There's a reason why it's free. They don't, um, they, they don't um, properly uh, are not ATO compliant. They don't understand the tax rules. We have one of the most complicated tax and employment regulations in the world. So we need, you need to piece, use a piece of software that is going to understand all those regulations. So, okay, so you've talked them through what the processes are for invoicing. What's the next step? Uh, the next step is how do you do your payroll? You know, payroll's a big issue Pinch and it's point. going to become even more of an issue because of single touch payroll. Mm -hmm. Most Luckily, most of my clients don't have to comply until the 1st of July 19, but I know that, you know, this week, everybody else with over 20 employees has to comply. Let's talk about that because I don't think it's being talked about enough. It's not. We are certainly getting it rammed down our throats as we professionals. <laughs> Yes. But I don't think the small business community really understands the impact of what it is. And, and you know what, ATO flicking out a few videos here and there and telling people through their emails that nobody reads, yep. especially, especially not small businesses, um, is, not, is not helpful. So let's educate some small businesses now. What, what happened on the 1st of, or is going to happen on the 1st of July? Every single payroll that you issue goes to the ATO. So your year-to-date figures, as soon as you publish that payroll, you hit that button, your, hopefully your payslips are going out, <laughs> hopefully, that, that is a requirement, that data goes to the ATO. Mm -hmm. So come 1st first, come first of July next year, there will be no more payment summaries for the, the business over 20. At the end of the year, At those the are the, the old year, group no certificates. More, no more payment summary. They have to register with MyGov, which a lot of people don't know how to do. They haven't done, but it will be a requirement. The Every employees. single person. Yep. That's right. Every employee has to reconcile, um, reconcile has to register with MyGov to get their payment summaries. Now, it won't matter as much because that data will go straight to the tax department. So when you go to do your tax on e-tax or through your accountant or whatever, the data will be there, mm -hmm. ready to go. But you might physically want to see your group certificate at exactly. the end of the year, just out of curiosity. Like, we're yes. used to getting that, aren't yes, we? But right. going, the employees are going to need to have a MyGov account. Uh, account. Yes. That's right. Um, and uh, data matching is going to play a massive part in this. Um, all the people that are not paying super, you will come unstuck. That is inevitable. It's going to happen. All the people that are behind in their PAYG, you will come unstuck. And that's what really this is what that the ATO is, what is doing. That is the whole reason is. All data Billions. matching. Data so they're going to be taking the information that every single employer in Australia yeah. from the 1st of July is going to be feeding that with every pay run through to the ATO. That's It's not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> it's millions of pieces of Anyone data we're talking. Anyone who's not on cloud software that's ready, and most of them are close but not necessarily completely ready, they're going to come on. They're, they're not going to be able to file these things. It's going to be so difficult getting the data. Now, I was speaking to a business literally yesterday uh, who works in my husband's building. He is a, um, a, a an audio engineer. He has over ninety people on payroll because he has to put them onto payroll for their talent, people who come in and do a voiceover recording. And um, so he's got ninety people on payroll, and he still uses a piece of desktop stuff, software that he paid for ten years ago. Mm -hmm. um, that is not going to be single touch payroll compliant. He's not even compliant now, let alone in a few yes. days' time on the 1st. So what would be your advice uh, to this gentleman? Get a bookkeeper. <laughs> yeah. But also get 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 a piece of software that's yes. actually STP compliant. And I know that there's a lot of people who might think, well, I don't want to share my data. I don't want yes. to share my employee's data with the ATO. Um, I'm sorry, but tough. These are the regulations that we now have to exist if under. And if they're not doing everything right with everything else, then have they checked fair work have they checked their awards have they checked everything else that goes with it because there is so much else you know that goes with it i mean all of the guys under awards get three and a half percent raise as of next week that's right do you know did you how know to that. calculate that exactly do you know how to do that mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's not an option this is how it is and the other place where it comes unstuck was with a client i was just with you know, they they put their time. They don't put their timesheets in. They get paid automatically through the bank, and then they catch it up at the end of the month. Oh, that just you that's just can't just, do that. That's a frightening headache for a bookkeeper, so, right there. So, there, there there's a lot. There's a lot that we're losing sleep over. And so, if we're losing sleep over, you shouldn't have to. Mm -hmm. You know, we we can make this easier. We can make this so that it isn't a pain point anymore. And then everybody is compliant. That's Not right. That's wondering right. Wondering how you're going to pay your tax and your super. 
What we might do now is just take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back with Michelle Grisdale after this. So today on Small Biz Matters, we are talking to Michelle. Welcome back to the room, Michelle. We are full of information between the two of us. And uh, Michelle is sharing with us some of her excellent experiences dealing with just, I guess, the worst clients imaginable as a bookkeeper, but also um, that journey that you take them through as business advisors. And uh, I reminded everyone at the beginning of the program that if you are looking for a bookkeeper, please go through your local professional association. Make sure the person is certified and uh, a member. Very, very important, of course. So just before the break, you mentioned... um, Hiring, and and this is a good, I guess, chance for everyone to take stock of their employees, where they sit. Have you been paying them properly? Have you been paying them on time? Because single touch payroll is coming for anyone with any employees at all. And we've all got to get compliant because the ATO is going to start hunting people down. Yes. (laughs) Through data matching, of course. Not with knives, with data Data matching, matching. which I think is a bit scarier, to be honest. (laughs) So not to put the fear of God into people, but... This is just will be a requirement. The every employees. single person. Yeah. That's right. Every employee has to reconcile, um, reconcile, has to register with MyGov to get their payment summaries. Now, it won't matter as much because that data will go straight to the tax department. So when you go to do your tax on e-tax or through your accountant or whatever, the data will be there, mm-hmm. ready to go. But you might physically want to see your group certificate at exactly. the end of the year, just out of curiosity. Like, we're yes. used to getting that, aren't yes, we? But right. to go, the employees are going to need to have a MyGov account. Uh, account. Yes, that's right. Um, and uh, data matching is going to play a massive part in this. Um, all the people that are not paying super, you will come unstuck. That is inevitable. It's going to happen. All the people that are behind in their PAYG, you will come unstuck. And that's what really this is what that the ATO is, what is doing. That is the whole reason is. All data Billions. matching. Data so they're matching. going to be taking the information that every single employer in Australia mm-hmm. from the 1st of July is going to be feeding that with every pay run through to the ATO. That's It's not realistic. Yeah. It's <laughs> millions of pieces of Anyone data we're talking. Anyone not on cloud software that's ready, and most of them are close but not necessarily completely ready, they're going to come on. They're not going to be able to file these things. It's going to be so difficult getting the data. Now, I was speaking to a business literally yesterday uh, who works in my husband's building. He is a, um, a, a an audio engineer. He has over ninety people on payroll because he has to put them onto payroll for their talent. People who come in and do a voiceover recording, and um, so he's got ninety people on payroll, and he still uses a piece of desktop stuff, software that he paid for ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, that is not going to be single touch payroll compliant. He's not even compliant now, let alone in a few days' time on the 1st. So what would be your advice uh, to this gentleman? Get a bookkeeper. (laughs) Yeah. But also get get a piece of software that's actually STP compliant. And I know that there's a lot of people who might think, well, I don't want to share my data. I don't want to share my employees' data with the ATO. Um, I'm sorry, but tough. These are the regulations that we now have to exist under. And if they're not doing everything right with everything else, then... Have they checked fair work? Have they checked their awards? Have they checked everything else that goes with it? Because there is so much else, you know, that goes with it. I mean, all of the guys under awards get three and a half percent raise as of next week. That's right. Do you know? Did you how know to that? Calculate that. Exactly. Do you know how to do that? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not an option. This is how it is. And the other place where it comes unstuck was with a client I was just with. You know, they they put their time. They don't put their timesheets in. They get paid automatically through the bank, and then they catch it up at the end of the month. Oh, that just, you that's just can't just, do that. That's a frightening headache for a bookkeeper so, right there. It, there, there. There's a lot. There's a lot that we're losing sleep over. And so if we're losing sleep over, you shouldn't have to. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we can make this easier. We can make this so that it isn't a pain point anymore. And then everybody is compliant. That's Not right. That's wondering right. how you're going to pay your tax and your super. What we might do now is just take a quick break here on Small Biz Matters. You are listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. We'll be back with Michelle Grisdale after this. So today on Small Biz Matters, we are talking to Michelle. Welcome back to the room, Michelle. Yeah, we are full of information between the two of us. And uh, Michelle is sharing with us some of her excellent experiences dealing with just, I guess, the worst clients imaginable as a bookkeeper, but also um, that journey that you take them through as business advisors. And uh, I reminded everyone at the beginning of the program that if you are looking for a bookkeeper, please go through your local professional association. Make sure the person is certified and uh, a member. Very, very important, of course. So just before the break, you mentioned um, 
hiring, and, and this is a good, I guess, chance for everyone to take stock of their employees, where they sit. Have you been paying them properly? Have you been paying them on time? Because single touch payroll is coming for anyone with any employees at all. And we've all got to get compliant because the ATO is going to start hunting people down. Yes. <laughs> yes. Through data matching, of yes. course. Not with knives, yes. with data, data matching, matching, which yes. I think is a bit scarier, to be honest. <laughs> so not to put the fear of God into people, but this is just all about people doing the right thing That's by right. their employees. It is. So what do, we see, what do we typically see as being the wrong thing? The wrong thing. Just because it's expensive to pay penalty rates and not pay for Saturdays and not pay for this, if I pay them correctly, well, then <laughs> you shouldn't have a business if you're not paying them correctly. That's right. You should. You shouldn't have staff if you're not meeting you the requirements. So all Seven Eleven shops should just shut right now. But um, and that's an important thing because we do learn a lot from those bigger organisations. What were some of those big mistakes that they make? They don't pay people the, pay people the right hourly rate. Their awards. Their yes. awards, yeah, at the bare minimum. What else? Your awards have to be on your pay slip. Everything has to be li- listed separately so that it's easily identifiable. You can see the overtime. You can see the Saturday rates. Saturday after two hours or three hours, depending on your award, has to be listed separately. Are there allowances that need to be paid? Um, they could be travel allowance. They could be tool allowances, meal allowances. Uniform. Uniform allowances. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, gone are the days that we can just claim $150 for uniform and clothing. That's not, it's not just something that you just get given. If you don't have the receipts and you're not <clears throat> claiming those or your employer's not providing that allowance, you can't claim it. That's right. And uh, what about paying people on time? Uh, if paying people on time, I mean, there are some awards that say that you have to, that it has to be in their bank account by fr- on Friday so that they can have it for the weekend. That is under some of the awards. Um, if, if your work week is Monday to Friday, you pay Tuesday, you know, you, you have to pay on the Tuesday. Your payslip has to go out within 24 hours. Um, it's, it's not something just because you get around to it. This is, these are requirements. Mm-hmm. And again, because people believe that they want to run a business a certain way, that's fine, but there are certain compliance things you need to match. And just because it's the way it's always been done doesn't mean that it's okay anymore. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Otherwise, you're going to get in a lot of trouble. And, yes. and I think what's important to note as well is that um, what has been creeping up is the penalties that have been issued, not only by the ATO, who looks yes. after your... They're looking after super now, and they're also looking at... at what you pay people and the pay as you go tax you withhold for those people. Yes. But then you've got, you know, the the Fair Work Ombudsman who's really cracking down on yes. small business and looking at what they pay them, when they pay them, with the regularity. So you've got a number of organisations who are kind of breathing down your neck a little bit and you need to be aware of it. And if you're doing it wrong, it's not just you who's liable anymore. It's it's you. It's your bookkeeper. It's your accountant who knows you're doing these things. And even if it's if it's obvious to one person, it's obvious to everyone. Mm-hmm. So if you're paying someone as an employee to do the payroll, but they're, they know they're knowingly doing it wrong, or even if it looks like they're doing it wrong, they can be personally liable. Can you give me an example of someone where you um, you actually felt that you needed to remove yourself as the bookkeeper because they just weren't doing the right thing? Even in the instance where I wasn't doing their payroll, but I could see that things were not right. I wasn't doing their best. So you'd think, oh, I'm distance enough. You're not distance enough. I knew it was going on. I could see it. I, I opened a pay run just to check, do a wage audit. And I could see, you know, 70 hours in ordinary hour pay. In a week? In a week. 70 hours. 70 in ordinary pay, so no in overtime. Pay. Right. So again, I'm not doing the payroll, I'm not doing the BAS, I'm not doing the monthly IAS, but, but you I know. saw it. Mm. I'm liable. Mm-hmm. And I so, think any, anybody out there needs to understand that it's not just your neck on the line it's in not, that case. That's right. And the fines are massive. It's not worth it. You would pay. You would pay a lot less just paying the penalty rates. That's right. Even over even over a number of years. Yeah. And if you can't pay them and you can't pay your employees properly. You shouldn't be running a business. That's right. Bottom line. So um, there's there's easy. Uh, now that we've put the fear of God into everyone, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. there are ways. We have a of lot to fi- worry about. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's are there are ways of finding out how to do the right thing. You can, of course. I think the fair work. Um, uh, the fair Work, the real one, the real Fair Work website, make sure you're going to the government one, of course. FWO. Is yes. very useful. Um, it, it's got a section for employers where you can search by a, a particular award. You do have your own professional association who you can be seeking advice from as well and they can help you with that. Now, there's one thing that I think is becoming even more grey than grey, which is um, employees versus contractors. 
So that's that's a bit of a minefield, and I feel like as a professional that they're, they're changing, the, they're moving the goalposts all the time. It's so how true. do you figure out as an employer if someone is an employee or a contractor? We do use the government's tools to, to contract your tools. Um, you do have to ask a lot of questions. There's a lot of misinformation that says that if they're a proprietary limited company, even if they're a single sole con- sold sing- single subcontractor, that you don't have to cover them with your, you don't have to cover them workers' comp because they're covered. But with super, if you know they're only working for you more than 80% of the time, you still have to pay for them. So there's a lot of, there's companies out there that say, you can advertise with me and that takes away your compliance. Even if you tell your subcontractor to take that ad and you don't even really put it out there for anyone, then that's okay. You're okay. Well, I'm sorry. It's not. It's fraud. Mm. It's, it's just not okay. Mm. It's not okay to, to think you can get around the system. If they're subcontractors and they're working 80% of the time for you, just pay them like you're supposed to or employ them. That's right. And the calculator, I think, on the ATO website, which helps you determine from the ATO's perspective if someone is an employee versus a contractor, um, that has a series of, I think it's up to about 12 or 13 different questions at mm. the moment. It keeps changing. But essentially what they're looking for is, is the person... Uh, um, using your tools, that's the that's the equipment that they use. Is it yours or is it theirs? Can they subcontract to someone else? So if they're sick or they can't do the work, can they get someone else to do it on their behalf? Yep. Um, do they have any control over the work, or can they? Um, do they have any determinations over it? Can they make decisions about it? Are you the only one who's talking to the client about this? And all these questions, and then some odd question about the fuel, something to do with oil offshore. I don't know. It was a weird question. It's <laughs> always it's always there. I don't quite understand what that is. But you, if you answer these things correctly and you use the tools like us as professionals do make sure you print it as a pdf put the person's name on there that you were thinking of and save it because that's Mm -hmm. you asking the ato for some advice and if they give it to you in writing like they have then and you say well i just did what you told me to do then you're kind of doing due diligence as an employer if you know that this subcontractor is coming to work for you every single week Mm. they are an employee Mm. Regard whether you've hired them or not, they are an employee. And really realistically, I mean, a lot of people are now in cloud-based software. All of your major major software companies can provide payroll. Yes. And to me, once you know the process, it's super quick. It doesn't it take long. You make the employee do the work and that they put their timesheets in. It is their responsibility to get their timesheet in. Mm. And so, I think so too. And, uh, and again, that's where you seek the advice. And this end of financial year is a good time to take stock of all those contractors that you have relationships with and ask yourself, you know, yep. should I be doing the right thing by this person? Where are we? Where do we stand with it? And again, they say it's going to cost a lot of money to cover them all with workers' comp and to cover them all with super and that sort of thing. But in the long run, is it? Again, the penalties are huge. Mm. Um, And you may have to back out, you know, out of their their normal hourly rate for these subcontractors. Yes, you will have to back out how much you have to pay for their for their super you know mm. that's that's acceptable because they wouldn't get it otherwise because they don't have to pay their super and ultimately that's what the government's trying to do they're trying to capture these thousands of people tens of hundreds of thousands of people who are just not paying their own super and unfortunately the burden goes back onto small business it does because yes. i guess you're the one who's controlling that that relationship with people as well. Uh, Let's talk a little bit about the philosophy of why it's important to keep on top of this stuff. So, you know, the burden of of feeling like crap because you're behind or you've got the BAS deadline, why is it so important in your experience for people to feel in control and on top of things? Especially with small businesses, that's probably your biggest stress your money and your time. And all you're doing is sitting around, talking about your business, worrying about your business, and you need to be living. You need to be not necessarily in your business. And that's really where I came from. Um, I had to find a way, all of my original businesses were husband and wife teams, and they were just about to kill each other mm. because of all the stress and all the time and all the effort to, to do all of these things. Because when you go into business, you think, oh, it'll be great, I'll just quit my job, raise the kids, spend the time, you know, learn all these things, but they don't have time to learn all these things. They're thrown in and they stay in. Mm. 
Um, and then they're just floundering. They're just floundering. Yeah, and it, it is. It, they're spending so much time. And you have to start thinking about how much time are you actually losing worrying about all these things. Then you could just, you know, have, not only that, but how much money are you losing having to learn these things, do these things? continually do you have time to go on a holiday do mm. you have time to go to your child's um, athletics carnival do you have time to do these things and what is that taking away from your business certainly not giving anything to your business yeah and coming back to what you were saying at the beginning of the program it's not necessarily something that earns money that's so right. it's put to the back burner as well that's right when you take on clients and they decide to register for GST um, do you recommend that they immediately start reporting quarterly to the ATO because there is an option there isn't there you don't have to do your GST every quarter yes. you can do it annually but what, what would you suggest as an expert? I actually don't offer an annual reporting. Why is because that? Because I, I don't think they have a handle on the business if they're reporting annually they don't know until it's too late whereas I have some that do monthly GST which is a bit of a pain and you don't get the extra time but you always know where you stand you always know where your money is you always know where you're saving if you're doing it quarterly you know how, how much money you need to have saved um, POIG, I recommend that everybody does their POIG and their super monthly. That, because that's again, for their cash flow. employees. Yes. Yeah. For, the, for your cash flow. But for your business, if you're not saving, and quite often it's 30% that you need to have saved for your income tax and your GST, just to cover everything. And very few businesses are able to do that. But if you're reporting annually... <laughs> Tens it's of thousands. Yeah, yeah. Not only will you not know what you owe, right. uh, but you certainly might not have the. If, if you mm. haven't got a handle on what's going on, you're not going to have the, t the money put That's aside right. to pay it anyway. In the with real time data with cloud based systems, mm. we have the ability to have everything at hand, know where we stand, know every single quarter. We have better information from the accountants because it's real time data. Mm -hmm. And that's and one of the big features, of course, of cloud software like Zero is the fact that the bank feeds, which is what you would do if you log into internet banking, yep. it's right there and then you've got live information about when people have paid you yes when you've paid money out yep. and uh also um understanding what we, the good thing is I, I love it when you you spot things for people you go sorry what's that did you suddenly you know get a gambling debt because there's thousands of dollars that have just oh, been removed from you your account yeah <laughs> send me the paperwork yeah <laughs> so you know having that real-time data you're not the only one who's in there all the time you've got potentially your accountant you've got your bookkeeper you might have an admin person mm -hmm. who's looking after things things sure. for you and they can see it as well so and and also for the end of the year we have all those documents already because we've asked all those questions so that we have the insurance documents we have the asset purchases we know about all the new employees that we have to keep track of we know all of these things because we're looking at it and we're putting it in the file so that everything's there for the accountant. Yeah. There's no scrambling for all this paperwork at the end of the year. And speaking of the psychology, I think, isn't it nice to just, you do, you just imagine you get that phone call from the ATO and they go, so how up to date are you? How are you going? <laughs> yes. You yes. know, you, yes. we noticed that you've lodged that last bass late. Does that mean you're falling behind or can you just go, no, it's fine. Everything's there. What do you want to know? Tell me what you want to know and I can look it up for you now. What yes. a, an ama amazing feeling that must be to feel completely on top of it. I don't have that fear factor, factor when the ATO calls a client. Mm. The client says to me, I just got a copy of the ATO and I go, okay, tell me what they give me the reference, I'll deal with it. Yeah. And I call them and they go, yeah, no problem, just checking. Yeah, just checking I'm in on just you. checking. <laughs> Big smiley face, yeah. Yes. <laughs> but that's, I think that's what the joy of, of keeping yourself up to date and why mm. it's so important that you do register for those those more regular, um, the GST reporting yes. mechanisms. I Definitely. Agree. Good top tip. I Look, agree. You are listening to Small Biz Matters here on Triple H 100.1 FM, your local community radio station in the Hornsby Kuringai area. We're going to take a quick break here and then come back with Michelle with even more top tips on how to deal with the end of financial year. You're listening to Triple H 100.1 FM. Welcome back to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd, your trusted admin advisor, small business advocate, lover of all things bookkeeping. And today I have another lover of all things bookkeeping, which is my special guest, Michelle Gristale from Rainforest Bookkeeping Services. Bookkeeping? Just bookkeeping. Just, just, bookkeeping. just everything. Just because... <laughs> When you are a bookkeeper, you are in everything. I definitely are. We need to put management consultant 
yes, the bottom yes. of all bookkeepers. I do like trust advisor. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, like knowing that. how you do stuff with your money. <laughs> because what I do is different for every single client mm. because it is. It's based on their needs. It's not based on what I want to give them. It's based on what do they need from me. Mm. So if I'm designing a domain, yeah, I can do that. You get sure I can. Absolutely. Okay. There's nothing. I can <laughs> see I don't have a creative guy area. We're gonna take a quick break here and then come back with Michelle with even more top tips on how to deal with the end of financial year. You're listening to Triple H one hundred point one FM. Welcome back to Small Biz Matters, the half-hour program where you work on your business rather than in it. My name is Alexi Boyd, your trusted admin advisor, small business advocate, lover of all things bookkeeping. And today I have another lover of all things bookkeeping, which is my special guest, Michelle Gristale from Rainforest Bookkeeping Services. Bookkeeping? Just bookkeeping. Just, just, bookkeeping. just everything. Just Because... <laughs> When you are a bookkeeper, you are in everything. I definitely are. We need to put management consultant at yes, the bottom yes. of all bookkeepers. I do like trust advisor. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. Yeah, like knowing that. how you do stuff with your money. <laughs> because what I do is different for every single client mm. because it is. It's based on their needs. It's not based on what I want to give them. It's based on what do they need from me. Mm. So if I'm designing a domain, yeah, I can do that. You get? Sure I can. Absolutely. Okay. There's nothing. I can... <laughs> See, I don't have a creative bone in my body. <laughs> numbers, numbers, numbers. My Let... background's marketing. Oh, so. yeah, that's right. <laughs> and this is what I love about the show because we talk to all of our guests about those journeys that mm. they go on and, and how they, they move through through their small business life. And my kids say... Um, you know, Mum, you should be a you should be what, what was the other one they came up with the other day? You should be a, a politician. Well, yeah. No, no, thank you. And I go, well, I did say, well, you know, that can be my fifth career. Yeah, the yeah. possibilities are endless. We are only. It, I had know. a mother that told me that can't was not in my vocabulary. My mom, mom told me I can do anything I want to do, and so I I do the mm. things I can. I find an expert that does. Mm, that's right, and often because we're so well connected as bookkeepers. Yes. We, we can offer people with that because yes. I think what people think, uh, you know, people don't realise that when you are a, well, any consultant really, you are not only consulting to a specific genre, you're consulting across a myriad of yes. occupations and businesses and different circumstances. So quite often with the experience comes the exposure yes. to someone who's been in a similar situation yes. and no doubt you can help. And guess what? If you can't, there's always somebody else social media where you can ask <laughs> yeah. someone for help yes. and that's so important so um let's talk a little bit about a topic which i get very impassioned with and i get on my soapbox a little bit with which is tafe yes now i have talked a lot about the program and i've had uh, local politicians in here where i've harassed them literally harassed them about them ripping the guts out of tafe but let's talk about what those tafe coffers TAFE courses offer for students who are coming into the big wide world and do you think it's adequate? What I think is I think TAFE's a great system. I know a lot of TAFE instructors and it, it's very good to, to get these kids in the workforce and teach them how to grow but what it misses out on is teaching them, they, tells them they can get out there, get qualified and have a business. Well it's not exactly true. They're not teaching them to run a business they're not they're giving them no skills to run a business they're not telling them what they need to do all they're teaching them are the skills for their trade the doing that's it just mm. the doing and that that's just not enough and that's that's really but don't they have elements of bookkeeping and uh, you know, business structures and running a business in your experience? Because I know you've got no, a lot more tradies on your I don't see books. that. I don't see any of them. They're not taught how to use an app. Where they get taught how to use things are on the job. You know, 15-year-old kids and, and we, we first thing we do, we send them their invite to zero, send them their invite to receipt bank, send them their invite to service mate and we have to teach them how to fill out a timesheet. They, they have no idea. Are they innately better at it than the 40-year-old tradies? They can use the apps. <laughs> that doesn't mean, but hey, still, it's still garbage in, garbage out. Yes, If they true. don't know that a normal work day is 7.6 hours and you don't include your public holidays and your leave and your, and your lunch break, mm. then it's still not good information if you're not training them how to do it. So I do spend a lot of time training them how to do those things. And that's really at the point that people should be engaging with a professional, isn't it? At the point of setup. At the point of setup. Yeah. And the, the, the clients that I have, one particular here, right in here in Hornsby, brilliant, brilliant. He's a plumber. He knew what he wanted to do from day one. He'd worked through his apprenticeship with somebody else, decided to start his business, and he started off with a proactive accountant and me. Yay. <laughs> he now has 
six trucks on the road, a lot of young apprentices working, they're full of energy, they know what they're doing, they're set up, they're making money. I guess today's program is a really good lesson in if you are floundering, if you are that person who's drowning in the paperwork and got the got the receipts everywhere, don't panic. There is help at hand. Yes. You might have to throw some money at it. It's not going to be free. Yes. Um, and certainly not going to... It's going to be... The better job is going to be the more expensive job. I'm sorry, but yeah. you, you pay peanuts, you get money. Oh, the longer you've been in the mess, the more money it's going to cost to get out of it. That's mess. right. If you've got an accountant who is proactive, as you yes. said, and we, we love those proactive yes, accountants who go, for goodness sake, would you just ring this person? Yes. Would you just get in touch with them? And then they will keep harassing you. Listen to the first time because mm. they are trying to give you some good advice and put you onto good people. And we say on Small Biz Matters all the time, surround yourself with good people. Find those excellent consultants and advisors and I'm not saying that you're going to be ringing the phone you're not going to be ringing your lawyer every week for another question and another $500 bill but you know when the time comes you've met them you've trusted them you understand them they come well well referred to you and that's the person you've got on the end of the phone call and you've you've done you've done your, your you know yes you've worked out and it's another good time end of financial year another good time to sit down and look at well who are my advisors yep. who do I need to surround myself with TAFE has introduced something called skills, fully subsidised skills for business training. And that's a step at least in the right direction. But it's not aimed at your tradies. It's aimed at the people supporting the tradies. So the tradie wives. Um, really? Yes. Yes, it is. So specifically this program is for them to... It's called to Skills for Business through TAFE. And it is for your budgeting, your forecasting, your um, small business accounting. It's for your website development. It's for all these little things. They're online courses. They're short. Again, fully subsidized. You can take one or all. And at least that gives you the information to find out what you don't know. Where do you need help? Where are you good at it? But it, at least it's, it's, it is... They are online courses as well, so if you're at home with the kids, you can do something when the kids are napping or when you have a day off or whatever. And I should um, say the ATO. yourself. And we should say the ATO has an excellent uh, small business, I guess for want of a better word, channel. Yes. With really great yes. videos. They're, they're very well made and they're, they're very instructional and clear and, and, and concise. And you can mm. really, you can spend your evenings, I hate to yes, say I it, know. but just... You don't know. It, it is exciting because you find out where you want to work in the business or whether you want to pay somebody else to do that. Because businesses think it's more expensive I mean, to pay somebody to do it, but it's not more expensive to, to do it all yourself and to keep it all in-house and to have the wife or the mother or whoever do it. But is it really cheaper? I don't think so. It's costing you so much in time and money. And, and energy, emotional energy. Emotional That's right. training. Mm. And think about it. If, if it takes you three hours per week doing invoicing and paperwork, how much money could you be earning during those three hours? Yeah. And, and okay, so this is where I love to uh, I love to recommend to people. I call it the small business calculator. So you sit down, and this should really not take you very long at all if you've got actual books that are up to date. But have a look at your uh, expenses. Right, add them all up on a really basic level. Divide it by thirty-eight because supposedly we only work thirty-eight hours a week. (laughs) Divided by um, uh, forty-eight because we all take four weeks off 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 a year, (laughs) (laughs) and then that gives you an hourly rate. Yes. Now that tells you, and I only ever did this once, and I had a plumber who turned around to me and said sixty-four dollars and twenty-eight cents. I went, wow, you've done this, and know how much it costs you to run your business per hour. If you're not earning that then you've got a problem. But also, more importantly, that if you know what someone who's going to help you, what you need to position their, their price point at. Because what is it more worth more more worthwhile for you to work in your business rather than having them do this work for you? And yes. they're going to be faster at it than you That's are. Right. Yes. And they have bit. the expertise. Yes, exactly. And knowing what, what needs to be done what, they know what doesn't need to be done. They know which questions to ask, yes. So just finishing up today, you mentioned at the beginning of the program this... Um, this customer who was was drowning in the paperwork and you started instigating um, cloud-based software. So you took them through the apps and you started clearing that all out. Worst case scenario, what what was the what was the length of time that it really took them to get under control once again? The hardest time is not getting everything implemented. The hardest thing is getting them to stop bad habits. Mm. So it does take a little bit of time, but and it usually takes a couple of years for people realize that they can actually get rid of the paper, that they don't need it, they don't know what's there, they don't know where to find it. Um, and then once you get to past that, then 
you all of a sudden one day you walk into your office and everything's clean neat and tidy everything works yeah everything's just so organized and you, you can you get can rid of your printer you can, yes you i can. don't have a printer everyone no i, don't I use own a PDF printer scanners yep. i yep everything's i can run my entire business anywhere on the phone and so i do i conduct meetings at cafes all over this place i'm not in my i'm in my office two days a week i answer my phone 24 hours two days a week the mm -hmm. rest of the time depends who i'm with depends what i'm doing sometimes i'm working on myself sometimes i'm working on my business sometimes i'm meeting with clients it's just it's just all changed and you need to sit down, I think, and allocate a little bit of time, maybe take yourself out of the home, take yourself away from that paperwork, which might be giving you a bit of an overwhelming feeling, and take yourself off to the library or anyway. somewhere quiet that's different from where you I normally work. I love movies. No, no, I, I didn't mean no. to watch a movie. I meant, I meant to think about... <laughs> she's like, I just want to stop. No, I mean, take yourself into a different workspace, maybe in local cafe, that's a good one, yes. and actually sit down and work out, okay, so hypothetically, mm. if I never had another piece of paper again, ever, yes. and my fantastic trusted bookkeeper has given me these processes moving forward, but I need to get my emails and my files mm -hmm. organised so I can find stuff. That's right. So that might be a little exercise for people to do at the beginning of the financial year so so let's go through our top tips from today's show for end of financial year number one get organized get everything up to date really so your june bass doesn't you know slide away into september and october and then if you've done your june bass you're ready to go with your financial year yes, really that's right end of financial doesn't have to be a big task if you've done everything on the way through the year. Mm -hmm. Have a look at your relationship with your current employees. Are you paying them correctly? Is there a pay rise coming up because they're on an award wage for the 1st of July? Have a look at your relationship with your contractors. Should they be employees? Are you paying them correctly? Should you be paying their super? Um, get a good bookkeeper through a professional association. And I guess have a look at your systems and processes and find a way to be more organized and automated either through the use of apps yes. or just feeling more in control yourself where are you going to get your time back hmm that's a very good question to ask yourself first of july everyone 30th of june is a great line in the sand day and you can step over that line and really make a difference it's not i think people get bogged down in their in their day-to-day, -day, the way they do things. And I think a lot of small businesses and sole traders don't realize that th there is help mm. out there. They don't have to take everything on their own shoulders. That's they right. don't have to take all the stress. And there's a lot of free help as well. There you is. know, the government has a, a lot of um, uh, videos to watch and a lot yes. of advice, and it's really just about educating yourself. Think of it as another TAFE course. Think of it mm. as another unit of work that you need to do where you need to educate yourself and, and write notes and get some... Even if, and this is what I say to everyone when they listen to the show, if you just walk away from today with just two things that you can do this week, yep. excellent. That's great. Two, two more steps forward. Find some like-minded people. Find the, not the naysayers and the negative people. Find the people who actually want your business to succeed. Mm, exactly. Surround yourself with those people. Well, I'd like to say that everyone should surround themselves with people like yourself, <laughs> Michelle. Thank you very much for Thank coming you. on the program. Thank now, give you. us a quick plug for your business and how <clears throat> people can find out more information. Rainforest Bookkeeping, we give you time back to enjoy your life. I work everywhere. I do what I love. I love what I do. <laughs> Not many people can say that when they're, when they're running a small business. So <laughs> congratulations for getting to that point. Thank you for coming on the program. Now, for those of you who have just jumped in or have only listened to half of the program, you can, of course, catch up on our blogs and podcasts page available on smallbizmatters.com.au. Don't forget to check out the event calendar, which has a very full list of all the events happening in and around Sydney for small business. And, of course, if you yourself would like to come on the program or share an event with us, just get in touch. We also have the Facebook page, Small Biz Matters Australia, and uh, there's lots of things happening um, in and around your area and just get educated, and that, that can be a great takeaway from today's program. Thanks very much for listening, everybody. When you come back next week, we've got another fantastic guest lined up sharing their expertise. You have been listening to Small Biz Matters with Alexi Boyd. This is Triple H 100.1 FM.